This is toasted lavender. Everyone's face. That was good one. Good. I was that really was concerned really about your computer. I wasn't. Oh, you did great. Okay. Very um, ballsy of you. Today, I'm drinking the other one, a hazy IPA by the Rally Farmhouse, located in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Can you tell we just went on a trip there? Yeah, I can, because my refrigerator is full of beer <laughs> from New Mexico. <laughs> I felt like my one-liner was opening the beer can. Oh, okay. Cheers to that. All right. I'm Lisa, and I feel really indifferent about Pride Flags. Oh, already getting into okay. it. Okay. Wow. And I'm drinking a Scenic West Hazy IPA by Bow and Arrow Brewing Co., who are a queer-owned brewery. I forgot about that. And fucking fantastic. Fucking fantastic. They're great. Fucking fantastic. Yeah. One of the favorites. Albuquerque. One of the favorites from New Mexico. I'm Kai, and today I'm your guy. <gasps> oh, my. That's good. <laughs> I like that. Just What today. are you drinking? I'm drinking an Odell Brewing... IPA, just regular ass Odell regular ass IPA, and yeah. it's very good. Sometimes you just need a regular ass IPA, <laughs> right? I'm Alex, and I'm splitting this Rowley, the other one, Hazy IPA with my wife, Lindsay. I'm also wearing the shirt. Twinners, yep. can shirt. You can see that photo on our Patreon. Yes. Probably. I'm, we'll I'm going to have to audit this. If Lindsay this. approves it. Lindsay's face will be blurred, but you can see her shirt. <laughs> right here. I don't um, know. Yeah, my hair is covering it. I I don't know that I have a one-liner other than we don't like Candace Owens. Mm. We'll get to that. Okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's fair. All We're right. here. We're queer. We're drinking beer. Cheers. So today... Friends, I want to talk about the rainbow pride flag. And the reason that I want to talk about it was a fairly recent discovery of a new pride flag while I was browsing the internets. As tell I do. us about this new flag that you're talking about. So I was, I was on the Reddit and came across a new version of the pride flag. I'm going to try to pronounce this name. Valentino Vecchietti? Is the most current designer of the Is the, the most current flag. designer of the newest intersex... Um, inclusive? Inclusive or? flag. So that's a good this, way to put it. Is this different than the one that's the rainbow and then the triangles on the side that the have chevron. like... Yeah, right. the black and the brown and the trans. Yes. It's this different. is another edition. It's a little different. Edition. Okay. okay. So, so this, this has a, um, the black and brown and light blue, light pink, white, and then a yellow triangle with a purple circle. Oh. And if you've ever seen mm-hmm. the intersex pride flag, it is largely yellow I think the whole thing is yellow, and there's a purple circle. So I can show this without. Yeah, I think we need visual aids. This. That's what it looks like. Episode. Okay, oh, I see I like where that. it's different. Yep, yes. I see where we're different. Okay. 
during my browsing, right, I was surprised by this flag. It was just the first I heard of it, and I instantly felt a lot of emotions because I feel like lately there's been a lot of reimagining of the pride flag and redesigning of the pride flag, um, which we'll get into later. But I just, and I, <laughs> I said this to you guys that I felt like a curmudgeon, which... Um, hopefully everybody knows what that means, but I, I had to look it up the I don't first think, time you said it. To I don't me, think so. Kai knew what it meant. Um, so we'll just go ahead and define it. It is a bad tempered person, especially an old one. God, you're such a curmudgeon. Oh man. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, you're married. I, you're married. I identify Alex, as a curmudgeon as well. <laughs> oh, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> feel that way and then I like I started getting maybe you could say defensive or like kind of angry about like how many times are we going to change the pride flag I kind of wanted to pose a question to the group to get everybody's take on on their baseline of like what is your relationship with the common like rainbow pride flag the, the original one from the seventies after Stonewall that got associated with like the the, the most pride common parades. pride flag is like a six striped pride flag. All right, so that is currently hanging in my window. You saw it on your way in. Yes. What does it okay. mean to you? What has it meant to you um, in your life? The only time that I really have been a rainbow flag person was when I was probably, like, 19, and I put one of those blue and yellow equality stickers on HRC. my... The HRC, like, equality sticker on the back of my car, and then I put, like, a little rainbow squiggle. Like, That's a little cool. sticker that was, like, a little rainbow squiggle. squiggle. And I, I know that I got it from the... Um, Little gift shop on 9th and 9th. Oh, Kahoot. If you are yep. aware of this place. Yep. I went in to Salt Cahoots, Lake City, right? I am don't live close. I never I know. lived close to Kahoot's. We all are and aware. It was a it pilgrimage. Was kind of a destination. Right. Yeah. It was a pilgrimage. Did you ever wear rainbow no, inflamed? No. I dated a gal that was very, her whole personality was rainbow. Right. Everything. Mm -hmm. and what about you, Lisa? Did that, was that? Never. I never went through that. That wasn't me. That was never My haircut is gay enough. Like, right. I don't you need don't need. Hi. <laughs> was that you? I had a rainbow of Jones soda bottles in the my you bedroom. you strategically placed I to placed be in the a window rainbow. In and they were bedroom. full. And they were full. Well, they, but they weren't full of Jones soda. It was like, Colored I saved glass. the bottles and then okay. I used my mom's food coloring to dye the water. Oh. I feel much better yeah, about this now. It, I use my mom's food coloring to dye the water rainbow colors. And I had them in my bedroom window. And this was when I was 14 or 15. And I remember I like was gone for a day or a weekend or something. I don't remember all the details. But I remember coming home and my parents had disposed of my rainbow Jones soda collection. No. But I always very, Sad. I always very much like 
felt a connection with a symbol of pride of the rainbowness, and okay. I was I wanted to. Did you display it. display it or wear it outside of the Joan soda bottles, or is yeah, that the I most mean, I had prominent the... display that you remember. No, I had like I had it on my. I had the sticker on my car as well. At when I got to that age, there's a few years in between us, but I had the sticker on my the car HRC when I got to the age. or some rainbow. The HRC thing, which is problematic which is in its a- own. So we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I very much felt connected to the symbolism of the rainbowness as a youth. Lisa. I came out later in life. I came out when I was 27. So maybe if I would have been a teenager, maybe I would have been more stoked on the rainbow. But as a 27-year-old, I felt... It was a little passive. It was youthful, kind of. Yeah, it felt youthful. It felt disingenuous to who I am. It feels I love, youthful looking back to me. I love yeah. colorful things. I love bright things. I have... a garland of pom-poms in my office your That's, balls lisa's balls, balls. Lisa's I'll, pu- balls. I'll put a i'll put a picture on our patreon <laughs> so you know what that means because it's not a good description but we have one in our house and lisa's i have one in my office but it's kind of just like it's kind of just like a cute little decoration thing but it doesn't look like super rainbowy pride it's just colorful it's just colorful yeah. and it's fun and cute but I've never been the person who's had a pride flag in front of my house or in my window. And that's not because I'm not a proud gay person. It just feels disingenuous to me. I don't know how else to describe it. It's just like not who I am. You don't have like that connection where you feel like it's something that just bursts out of you. Like a, and I feel like that's like a lot of, how people feel about the pride flags it's like a a very like it's like a proud like haha i feel like a very proud i know that person. you do but you just don't express it through the I'm, rainbow pride flag exactly i stand by my statement that i feel like my haircut is my pride flag <laughs> <laughs> like you cheers to that guys lisa's For, haircuts yes. are pride flag <laughs> cheers I'm so excited to hear what you have researched because you could be changing my mind tonight. Well, I think everybody gets to have their own relationship with the pride flag. So some of the some of the questions I had were like, aren't there already like a ton of pride flags? Is the rainbow pride flag not kind of like the American flag and then like all the states have their flags? Like sort of like a oh, it's so an this umbrella is the umbrella. Flag. It's an umbrella. Of all the queer flags. That's how it felt to okay. me. Okay. It felt representative, or like supposedly representative of the community, right? So this is my initial reaction to okay. this. This I is see. like we we've everyone gets to have a flag if you want one, right? Like everyone's why are under we, the umbrella. Yeah, this is the umbrella, and if if you want your own umbrella then like you can have it and i thought people were okay, that's fair kind of subscribing to that i thought that that was a thing right so that was like one of my first things 
that I thought about. Um, and I think part of me was like, we're kind of like ruining the original intention of the design of the flag. Like, are we taking away from the intention of the flag and like the way it was designed, right? Like there was an intention there and now you're sort of just changing it. And who gets to decide that you get to change it? And, and so I had all these questions and feelings, right? I'm not saying that any of them were right and I'm not saying that they were wrong, but it was just like my initial reaction and it, it's what made me want to talk about this on a podcast and it's what made me want to read about it, right? How much more can you add to the flag? Because there, there's, I don't know that it's possible to have enough room on the flag to include every queer identity, every identity on the flag. So at some point it's like, okay. So that was another part of my feelings about it. So then I just started thinking like, am I the asshole? Right. And there's a, there's a whole subreddit dedicated to stories of, am I the asshole? I read it almost every day. Is it all (laughs) just like, is it like dear Abby? Kind of, but it's It's like you tell a story. 75% are totally fake scenarios that didn't happen. If you're the asshole. I started feeling that way. Like, am I just the asshole? Naturally, um, I went to the library. Good old library. I think we talked about the library in our last episode. I love the library. I shout out to the libraries of the world. Yes. Libraries are which branch did you go to? No, that's that's too personal. I'm sorry. I went and I borrowed a book called Queer X Design by Andy Campbell. Look at that. Is that queer by design? Is that queer by design? I would assume that that's what that could be by. Yeah. But when you uh, when you search for it, there's definitely an X in the title. So if you're searching for it, do a queer space X space design. And the author is Andy Campbell. We'll link it. Um, I read it cover to cover. It's fabulous. It has a lot of great pictures, which is why I think I was drawn to it, is because there are so many pictures. It's beautiful. The cover is very... This is the cover features one of the uh, Gilbert Baker flags hand dyed and hand sewn with the pink stripe, which and there's eight colors the hot pink, yeah. Seven, there's two blues. Well, oh, there's two blues, so there is eight, yeah, yeah. We're getting into this, okay. The first original rainbow pride flag was created by. Gilbert Baker, also known as Busty Ross. Oh, oh wow. It, was that like a drag name? Yes. <gasps> wow. Oh, I like that. Okay, what year? So, it was designed by Busty. Gilbert Baker at the behest of his friend Harvey Milk. Wow. Oh. Um, who, as most might know was the first openly gay elected official in the history of California. 
Um, and Harvey Milk asked Gilbert Baker to um, design a replacement for the pink triangle that he thought was denigrating to the LGBTQ community, right? Because the pink triangle was a a Nazi That's symbol. what I was going to say. Was it, like, similar to, like, the... For the homosexual David men. Star, okay, the pink triangle. Yes, okay. they, they would have to wear. So right? that was the precursor to the rainbow It was spot. a, in, in this time, it was a, a very popular um, sort of, they were trying to reclaim it and use it as an empowering They're like, symbol. we love the pink triangle. Right. It's kind of like means that we're gay. Like we get it, and right. we're proud to be gay. Trying, trying to reclaim it and say we're and proud. So I was like, we actually don't love this. Let's and Harvey Milk make was something like, new. Can Let's we do something different? Let's rebrand, please. Yeah, can we rebrand? And so that's uh, he asked Gilbert Baker if if he could come up with something different. So, um. I'm going to read uh, Gilbert Baker's words about how he decided on the rainbow, right, specifically. So this is, this is what he said. A rainbow flag was a conscious choice, natural and necessary. The rainbow came from earliest recorded history as a symbol of hope. In the book of Genesis, it appeared as proof of a covenant between God and all living creatures it was also found in Chinese, Egyptian, and Native American history. A rainbow flag would be our modern alternative to the pink triangle. Now the rioters who claimed their freedom at the Stonewall Bar in 1969 would have their own symbol of liberation. Baker was inspired by Judy Garland's Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Which oh, Judy like Garland that. was, even right. at that time, kind of openly... A queer icon, even I though it was. I need to watch what year that was this? movie still. So you need to watch. This Judy. was 1978. God. I cried. Okay. So much. I love The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I cried a lot. It really touched me. So 1978 is when Harvey Milk asked Gilbert Baker to create the flag. It's interesting well, that he reference the Bible. Why wouldn't you? But you in know, he, he also he <laughs> also referenced art Egyptians. imitates life. That's art true. imitates life. That's art true. always imitates life. I'm no, but I'm saying I I like that he referenced that. It surprised me, but it's like I'm taking something out of your Bible. It's gonna make it gay. Make I wonder. Gay. I mean, I I have no evidence of there, this, but I feel like um, there probably, are actually Christian groups that were upset that. The oh, gays sure. oh, clearly. took the rainbow took yes. symbol of or life. Noah's Ark and all the, the Christian. little yeah, gay animals went up the, the Ark. Let's be real. Or did you have your own interpretation of what it meant? What you thought the rainbow flag meant? To me, it was just like, whatever you are. And I come guess one, at come the all. time. Yeah, but I, and I guess at the time it was like, thought of in colors and not of like colors of like skin, but just like auras kind of like what is whatever you're like 
soul color, like whatever. Are you, you... really into horoscopes? Yeah, I've always okay. been pretty into horoscopes. That makes a yeah. lot of sense. Yeah, 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 you yeah. know this. So like whatever <laughs> your like soul <laughs> presentation is sort of, like I'm not, not to overlook skin color or whatever, but like that wasn't what it was for me. It was very much just like whatever you are. Come on, come, come on, on down, right? Yeah. So there was originally meaning be- behind every color on okay. the original flag. I did not know this. Um, so the original flag had eight colors. Um, hot pink was sex. Red was life. Orange was healing. Yellow was sunlight. Green was nature, blue was magic, um, indigo was serenity, and lavender was spirit. Can we talk about the magic? I color? like. Can we I talk like about that. The I like that so much better. In that, like all of those different things would encompass every identity, as opposed to like this line is for bisexual. Set that aside, and this is yeah, about us like, as a group. You can be like, collective. You it can be more of a natural. Any. <gasps> <gasps> oh, somebody. <laughs> There's a lot of beer on Lindsay's um, laptop. Oh, yeah. Is everything okay? Yes. Great. One more factoid that I wanted to throw in here is that Gilbert Baker in 2012 had a stroke. Had to relearn how to sew hand dyed and hand sewed four flags one of which he gave to obama that's really cool in 2018 barack obama yep that's really cool what other obama do you know um and i don't remember (laughs) president obama um and it was displayed in the white house that's for some time I don't know how long, but um, probably as soon as until twenty seventeen. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. the the point is the original flag had eight, right? Um, but the flag that we know now has six, and six stripes. What did they get rid of? Magic. So, they got rid of magic. <gasps> I hate to break it to Didn't you. Didn't they and get rid of pink and lavender? They got rid of sex and magic, Lisa. Sex and magic, the two most important stripes. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers. Is that not an album? Yeah. Sex. Yeah. It's... Unfortunately, only a few months after the original H-Stripe pride flag flew in San Francisco, Harvey Milk was assassinated. Um, by a Twinkie lover. By Dan White, yes, who Twinkie blamed, like the, the Twinkie, the Twinkie his, defense blamed yeah. his Twinkie yep. diet on his. That's not okay. Homicidal rage. Harvey Milk and the mayor George Mascone were assassinated on November twenty seventh of nineteen seventy eight. Right after that happened, right? It was big. News, obviously, like across that a Twinkie lover, right? Blame across the United States. It was big news. Yeah, some guy 
went up into the Capitol building and shot a gay guy and the mayor, right? Like, that's a pretty big deal. The rainbow flag had just debuted at the 1987, or sorry, 78, 87. Sorry, that's just like a million times. Anyway. 
Good with life. So I don't think that's what you'd give up. Um, sunshine. No. Nature. No. Um, What's orange? Healing. Yeah, get rid of healing. We don't need healing. Magic and healing are the same. We've never had healing our whole lives. (laughs) We're just going along, fucked up as we are, going along. What was um, lavender? Um, You're putting me on the spot. I'm really sorry. I think that when I um, fucked up my computer, I fucked up. Don't even worry about it. Sex life, orange. Sunshine, nature, magic, indigo, lavender. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's all I needed. During the sex, life, healing, healing. Healing is orange. Healing. Sunlight, yellow, green, nature, blue, magic, indigo, serenity. (laughs) Mm -mm. Lavender is spirit. No, we don't. I think I would give up serenity. No, we don't care about serenity. We've never had serenity healing, now. serenity, or sunshine, really. Yeah. So now we're moving on to pride flag variations. Okay. In 2017, Gilbert Baker reissued the pride flag with nine stripes, added lavender, pink, and turquoise back. There's a few variations, but the ones that I'm going to touch on are the ones that were popular in the United States. The 2017 one from Gilbert Baker in in March, I just wanted to mention because it was his own reinterpretation of his original his design. original design. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Um, the next one was in June of 2017, which was the Philadelphia Pride flag. So this was created with an ad agency called Tierney. Um, in concert with Philadelphia's Office of LGBT Affairs. So they have an office, I guess. Um, and they added the black and brown stripes. And, and apparently the reason why is because that LGBT Affairs office was tasked with um, addressing like recent racial violence in Philadelphia's gay bars and clubs, uh, which I really had no idea about. Like, all I knew was that the flag had two more stripes, and it was sort of at the same time as some of the Black Lives Matter things, and so that's sort of what Race I... rioting and... That's like what I attributed it to. just... But it was a very general. specific thing. It was it was because of in Philadelphia. Event. There's like some, and I think you can go like see the videos of these gay bar owners like saying like racial slurs. The wow. the owners of the bar. Yes, and these are gay bars. Yes, yeah, and they're racist. Yes, mm. Philadelphia. We're so, never visiting Philadelphia. <laughs> I've been there multiple okay. times. I have. So that was kind of the response was like, we see you, we hear you. This is our way of showing you that we are listening. That's not the first time that's ever happened. Right. Like there's always been that sort of like 
group of people that are involved in activism in the LGBT community. One of the things I read about was the association, it's called the Association of Black Gays. And it was back in the 70s. Um, they sort of adopted the Lambda. Is anybody familiar with the Lambda Greek letter? Back in the 70s, it was like the gay symbol, like for a minute. Um, and they sort of took it and they put it in a clenched fist. Like a well-known like Black Panther, like clenched fists around right. the Lambda in their posters and in their, they had like, I think they had like flyers and all Which kinds of stuff. Which we've all seen that That's revisited really in like the Black very Lives current Matter. Ver versions right. of allyship right. and yeah. So another interesting thing that I read about was um, Huey P. Newton which was one of the co-founders of the Black Panthers, wrote an open letter, uh, and I don't know the exact year, but it was in the 70s, wrote an open letter to women and homosexuals, identifying as them <laughs> as similarly oppressed groups and suggested to his comrades that we should try to unite with them in a revolutionary fashion. That opens a whole can of worms for me, and I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. You don't have to, to, because say. we're in a podcast, and I can't talk the whole time. Well, I just feel like the coalitions between sexually queer men and women's liberation and, trans, like, there's, and transgender people, like, this is what we're all getting at today is like intersectional intersectionalism that no movement can seem to accomplish. And if we all band together, we can make some sort of, and that's why, yes. that's why there's always some type of campaign to not band together. Right. But the queer culture needs to stop being so gatekeepy. It's really gross. And like, Nobody has to be anything forever. Like, you can be whatever you are. And Gates it doesn't, need it to doesn't stop matter. Being right. Kay. At and what age that you Kate. decide that you're, like, that you Beers recognize how you feel or what label makes sense. Like, we're going to get matter. back to this in a big way. We're anti-gatekeeping. So yeah. because of uh, Mr. Huey P. Newton's open letter, some of the, um, so it says, some white and non-black gay liberation front members who they formed right after Stonewall, the gay liberation front, GLF. showed up. To Fantastic. they showed up to the Black Panther rallies in solidarity, wearing armbands with the acronym of their political organization, which was GLF. GLF. Yeah, they were gatekeepy too. They were. I'm sure yeah. they were. But you know, this is just this is just an example of the intersectionality that you're talking about. Yeah, it's kind of laid groundwork for future 
political movements, right? Yeah. So we just covered the Philadelphia Pride flag. Now we're going to cover the Progress Pride flag. Which is the most recent edition? Not since this month, but what year? So I believe this is 2018. Daniel Quasar started a Kickstarter campaign to add basically the trans flag colors to the flag, the the rainbow pride flag, along with the brown and black stripes. So it's a chevron on the hoist side of the flag. Can you explain what a hoist is? That's like where it attaches to the flagpole. Is it the root? To a tail root? <laughs> It's similar to I God. think it's similar to a tail root. We were on the same I'm so page. glad everyone had an answer <laughs> to my silly question. The tail root of the flag where it okay. attaches to the pole. Right. Or the cat. Or the armadillo. <laughs> or the armadillo. <laughs> oh, yikes. So I don't know a lot about this person. And I say person... I'm unsure of pronouns. Um, I'm reading um, Daniel's Kickstarter profile, and it says, I am a cosmic disturbance, an electrical impulse gone astray, a figment on the verge of breaking into reality. Daniel Quasar is a multidisciplinary artist and designer currently based out of Portland, Oregon, an alien cyborg from the far reaches of outer space, an underground electronic composer and digital pop star waiting to take over the world with electro-infused tracks. The founder of Quasar Digital, the main outlet for all design works and projects. So this person- So he's a millennial (laughs) is what we've learned. So he started a Kickstarter campaign. Wait, hold on. Is this person a he? Or is this person a I read Daniel on my screen and I erroneously say he. So this is a Z. Um, So sorry to Daniel. Sorry, Daniel. But you're a millennial. I'm also drinking beer and we're quarantined here. Um, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, that's true. Aren't we all? Yeah, we're all millennials at this table. (laughs) So... Very Daniel, all respect. So this is where I want to talk about how transgendered people are often overlooked or purposefully left out of LGBTQ issues, right? And that's a historical occurrence it is. that has and been happening give you from day one. An example, an example, but it's Steve Endine, I think, E-N-D-E-A-N. Uh, founder of the Human Rights Campaign Fund, um, purposefully impeded the inclusion of any legislative agenda that included rights or protections for transgender individuals because he believed that those legislative efforts would be blocked from the get-go. So the HRCF essentially funded for only gay and lesbian friendly candidates. Because they were starting to make waves within the political climate. They're like, we're getting popular. 
and they did not want to include a population that would set them back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And they Fuck are Steve. still Fuck you, Steve. Fuck HRC. Like they they really have still not made up for their transgressions. They're gay white boys. It's a bunch God, of basis white boys that it's a gay white run boy the club. whole thing. Which Whenever, I think harkens back to the original reason that I was confused about my confusion about the pride flag. Yeah. Was that there are people that need that representation, right? That, that are getting it within the groups that everyone else suspects that, oh, the human rights campaign, of course, they're advocating for transgender people, but really they're not. Well, and once they took out the magic band, that just excluded the trans. It hurt everyone. <laughs> once they took out the magic color, we were all fucked. <laughs> So the other thing I want to talk about in relation to the progress pride flag, which has the transgender flag included with the black and brown stripes, is a very controversial, pretty modern topic of TERFs. Oh, God. We're talking about (laughs) TERFs. So Wait, like... Can you give us the definition of TERFs, please? Trans-exclusionary radical feminists. Does it remind Wait, you what? of the National Organization for Women back in the 70s? Anybody? 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 The radical I lesbians? <laughs> I wasn't, but I've read a lot about it. Right. No, there are about... there are still radical feminist lesbians. That, that exclude any trans That exclude any men, period. We have all read Harry Potter. Or any Potter. trans existence. Whether, like, they, don't, yes. they don't exclude women... Who were born with male genitalia. They exclude women who self-identify as women. They well, in <laughs> some cases, they go out into the country and just form communes where yeah. there's only women. What's that and, book? What's and that? if there are baby boys born, they excommunicate them. From their... From their society. S- yeah. So there are very there's a whole range, but it's gatekeeping as fuck. It's gatekeeping. Well, it's worse than gatekeeping. Yeah, that's uh, putting it gently because it's one of the like, as you're aware of, you listen to the same podcast I do, but it's a moral panic where it's like, think of the children. There are trans people who want to go to the bathroom in public, and that is really. Horrible that trans people want to pee in public and not in public in a public restroom in a stall in a stall with a closed door and like two closed doors because a stall door and a door to the restroom. I think what I'm trying to get at is that all of these variations have had very recent and and relevant repercussions reasons to become what they are right so the the philly flag about it all these years later the philly flag is because gay bars and clubs in philly were apparently racist 
And there were some Black Lives Matter protesters that went down to the gay bars and, like, protested some of these gay bars. We need representation. Right. Thing. Yeah. And the Progress Pride flag is that trans people were kind of being attacked. And, there, and there's been a lot of popular trans people in the media lately, like Laverne Cox, unfortunately, like Caitlyn Jenner. But there's been a... I think I read a headline that was like a trans tipping point, like a, it's a thing, right? And so how can we adequately represent everyone and how can we highlight the people that need highlighting at this time, right? And I think that is always what LGBT symbolism Q. AI, we can keep going, but like I think that's always what the symbolism has been. It's been a, a define and a redefine and a and a a Support, different interpretation a of check in with all of our other right. allies. And it evolves. Cohorts. Yeah. It evolves. And an anti anti like in an anti people are being racist, way. so we want to support our. You know, people that are so and combat right racism and, and then like or any anti trans. So we want to like any anti sure anything that falls under this umbrella. Like, let's highlight it and make it visible, right? And so after I had my initial reaction to the new like intersex. Flag. My curmudgeon reaction. My curmudgeon <laughs> reaction. I had the, like, am I the asshole? But I don't think I'm the asshole. Well, let's just come full circle here for a second, because I remember right when I came out for the second time, which was really fucking hard for me to come out a second time. <laughs> Um, do you want to be a little more specific for when I came out as trans, which was like this, I came out as a lesbian once upon a time. And then 10 years later I came out as trans and like, I finally am like settling into that, but, um, it's been really fucking hard. <laughs> and I remember I came over to your guys's house and like, we're, we were good friends at that time. We're better friends now. But I came over to your house in your nice neighborhood, in your nice house, and you had a giant-ass trans flag blasted in the window of your front house where, like, you know, everyone's going to see it. And as somebody who feels represented by their friends showing that and advocating for that even though it was like kind of a uncharted territory of our friendship it speaks volumes all right so the way i kind of want to end this is some really good quotes from people that are a lot more um good with words than i am uh, so, 
I don't think there's one true pride flag, right? I think the pride flag is what is truly prideful for you and your identity. And I'm going to just read some quotes because they're good. So from the, the Queer Design book by Andy Campbell, he says, People have called themselves homophiles, homosexuals, gays, lesbians, faggots, dykes, trannies, queens, genderfuck, transgender, and so much more. Such identitarian terms are historical emerging at particular times and falling away after years of use. So the point there is we define and redefine the way we identify. And to hold on to one particular thing, it's probably not going to last. It's probably going to change and it's probably going to grow, right? Queer was kind of a bad word. We've all reclaimed it. But then after like HIV AIDS, there was a Queer Nation magazine, I believe. And that's where the we're here, we're queer, get used to it came from. Um, and it's just interesting that terms change there's reclamation, there's there's condemnation. We evolve. And another quote that I really liked was, identities are historical effects of social conditions consolidated to brief moments in time. And I think that's true. And it's on the same on the same vein as just we're always evolving and changing and redefining and 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 figuring out who we are all the time. I kind of want to end it on this quote that ended in this book, the queer design book. While some critics scoff at these efforts to redesign the pride flag curmudgeons. or curmudgeons or dismiss them on the ground of bad design it's worth remembering that lgbtq design histories suggest that the amendation shoring repurposing and contestation which i think is important because there's going to be contested obviously that's kind of what spurred this whole subject the contestation of previous designs is a crucial part of a queer design ethos. Change is the constant, and our heterogeneous communities move in a myriad in myriad directions at once. This has always been true. So to capture or even claim to capture this unruly and beautiful array is to purposefully court a kind of failure. The best we can do is acknowledge and honor these contradictions as the ground from which a transformative politics might continue to be built. Well, damn. Right on, y'all. Is that a cheers moment? Who's and who's? Who's and who's? 
The boo of the week. We're going to push that over on Alex. Alex. Alex is presenting the boo of the week. All right. Give me one second. I have specifically called out the boo of the week. Or the boo of the show. Whatever it is. Boo of the millennia. (laughs) Boo of forever. Uh, Candace Owens, affectionately known as Clandis, because she's the worst fucking person. Fuck you, Clandis. God, she sucks. Uh, she had, like, a beef about Juneteenth. Oh, no. I didn't know this. She hates herself, doesn't she? Uh, yeah. Or she's paid a lot of money. To be the spokesperson. To pretend that she hates herself. I don't know what's worse. Uh, Either one of those is, like, pretty gut-wrenching. So, I don't she, know, Candace. So, it's only, it's only a couple days after the first national Juneteenth holiday. Miss Owens was like, uh, Juneteenth is so lame, and the Democrats are segregating America. That's her statement. That's her big statement. She says so Democrats she's for an non-segregated America. Well, perfect. Yeah. So is everyone else. Perfect. That- she blames the Democrats for segregating America with the Juneteenth holiday. If that makes any sense to you, I invite you I'm to leave trying, my home. <laughs> I'm trying to make sense of it, but I'm wondering, like. What is she, what's her context? How like, does Clandis feel like she would be where she is today if America had done what she is recommending? Uh, I don't know. I can't pretend that I know what goes. Is Clandis in state government? Or no, no, no. She's a Prager team. University. She's on like she's the college in no speaking government. tour. Okay. No, she's, she's just like she's, Oprah she's, Winfrey kind no, of. No, not even like that. God, don't, God. do not compare Clandis to Oprah. I'm, I'm just, just wondering, yeah. like, it, like what is her? Did she platform? start as like an right. influencer? She's like a Ben Shapiro. Okay, but Joe Rogan. Charlie Kirk. A mini Joe Rogan, not even as How did she get her platform? Well, she is black and is willing to say whatever makes money. She's willing to piss off every other black person in America to be under this Republican umbrella. To get that sweet, sweet money. That sweet, sweet cash. Yeah. Yikes. So let me get down to the Juneteenth. The whole thing. Let me wrap Unfortunately, it up. we'll have to go there. Um, so she sends out a bunch of tweets that are like, oh, I celebrate the 4th of July as Independence Day and not the segregationist mm. Juneteenth holiday. Oh, boy. She sends a tweet that says it took, it took all of two years for Democrats to train black Americans to worship criminals like George Floyd. Oh my God! Beg for oh my God! This is from hell. A tweet from hell. (laughs) Beg for violence on the streets via defund quote defund the police and to celebrate segregation in the form of Black Independence Day. 
I just cannot comprehend Celebrate the rampant stupidity. Celebrate segregation? If you acknowledge that racism has ever existed, then, then you're, you're racist. Oh my god. This is the new Trump it's, GOP where it's like, this is bad. It's terrible. Yes. How do you think her parents feel about her? I bet they have written her out of the will. And Ooh. she's giving Trumpers a leg to stand on because... If they have a black person in their side, then they're not racist. They're not racist. Right. This is a quote from Candace Owens, because it's awful. Uh, Every single race has been enslaved at some point in human history. Africans are still enslaved today. This is not a holiday. This is emotional training from Democrats to see ourselves as somehow separate from America. She then calls Joe Biden a segregationist. (laughs) Wow, Grandpa Joe, wow. Uh, And calls it emotional programming for black people that choose to opt into the perpetual victim mentality. And the GOP, they just, like, cling to her. Right, because she's the token black black person that they can, And probably literally the only black black woman at this time who would... I can't think of another non-white person that says things like this. I really can't. I don't know, though. She must have a really nice house. I'm sure she does. (laughs) She talks about how America does not discriminate against people based on skin. Mm, Sure. Where is she from? Where did... (sighs) North Carolina. But the rich side. She says black Americans are just focused on meaninglessness. Connecticut. Like Juneteenth. Oh, my God. She was Candace. a rich bitch. She was a rich bitch. Okay. Uh, 89 is when she was born. Oh my She's younger God. than all of us. Not me. She's one year older than me. Uh, she says, sometimes I wonder when, parentheses, if ever, close parentheses, Black America will wake up to the psychological warfare and perpetual brainwash to believe everything is racist. Black Americans are considered the dumbest ethnic group with the lowest emotional IQ. In other words, the easiest political pawns to destabilize America from the inside out. (laughs) So she's saying that black Americans... Are dumb. Are considered the lowest emotional so IQ. Well, clearly not her because she's so smart and wise. She needs to know How better does than a to just lie. Two-year-old. Because she you're must born have a really in Stamford, Connecticut. Privileged life to be. Stamford, Connecticut. That's why. People right. want to just like pay you a bunch of money to say these like quasi-racist things. Because you can be put on a poster. Have not, like, really affected you. Oh, you're the who of the week is the Stonewall Inn pouring Bud Light and Stella Which, down the drain. The way, suck anyway. Right, no yeah. one wants to drink that bullshit anyway. I'll We're drink, all drinking what, beer. Uh, I'll time out. Stella. I'll drink it if no, it's free. I won't I'll drink, drink it. Absolutely it's not, not that good, dude. What? It's not. Stella is not that good. Alex, we're not going to let you drink that because if somebody it stands me for one, anti-LGBTQ issues. God, okay. Stella is just not that good. 
All right. Sorry. All Sorry, right. Your dog you is are good. all right. Okay. But the famed Stonewall Inn is banning Budweiser, Bud Light, and all Anheuser-Busch products from Pride Weekend celebrations due to the beer makers' contributions to lawmakers who support anti-LGBTQ plus legislation over the years. The move came in response to a report from Keep Your Pride, which found Anheuser-Busch had donated over $35,000 to anti-LGBTQ plus lawmakers between the years of 2015 and 2021. Fuck them. So it was only the weekend of Pride that they decided not to. Yeah, they yeah. Are, that they sucks. are putting brackets on the But that sucks. that's still a who. That is Go still it's a, a who. It's a political statement. Yes. Well, and the gays love their booze, so yes. the fact that they're pouring that down the drain because Don't they, are, people and love their I'm going to say those are the cheaper booze options. Well, and right. that was when our boo last week. <laughs> Our corporate yuckies. Corporate yuckies was our boo last week, and this yes. is a direct response to the corporate yuckies. So go, Stonewall. Stonewall in. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. You're our who. Episode two. I spilled beer on my laptop. <laughs> what would you? What would you guess? Would you guess that? I yes. guess that. Thank you for listening. You can find us on our Instagram, Toasted Lavender Podcast, on our Patreon, also Toasted Lavender Podcast. Music by Cop Kid. Marnie, you're a badass. And our logo is by the lovely Debbie Dixon. Durbin underscore design. Debbie, we love you. Durbin. Uh, please D-R-B-N. download our podcast, subscribe to our podcast on all your major podcast networks. Starboard. It's like the ball drop. I don't Excuse know. me? <laughs> Honey. The ball drop you of just the flag. Made that up. But right, I think it's the free edge. Clearly. The free ball and edge. Clearly. Right. It, it was. <laughs> and, and the this raw is where, dog. The raw oh dog. Oh my edge. god. Continue. I'm Continue. trying. <laughs>